So hey guys, welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And this week's guests are the coolest dynamic father-son duo that keeps monsters alive all year round, Zach and Cash Saucier. Did I pronounce the last name correctly? Uh, close, it's Saucier. Saucier, I am so sorry. That's all, I have all. been, yeah, both of us our entire lives have been living with people not being able to pronounce it properly, but it's oh, all good. Yeah, yeah it's all good. <laughs> you can call us whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the kind of show I run where it's like, screw it, all the mistakes together. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I love all your outtake, your bloopers, those are always good. Oh, thank you. I thought about doing another couple of reels with the bloopers, by the way. Those are good. Um, it's, there's a lot. <laughs> but it just like, it humanizes everything. You know what I mean? It just yeah, shows right. that like, you're a real person and you're trying to make this happen. Like, I like that. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I mean, speaking of like the behind the scenes, you guys have this insane work ethic and it really inspires me. Like you guys post a bunch of behind the scenes of all the monster masks that you guys create. And I just love all the content that you guys share between behind the scenes, conventions, and just everything in between. But before we get into the goods over at Monster Resurrection, I do want to know how and why did you guys fall in love with these creatures and these monsters? Well, um, so when I was a toddler, my dad introduced me to, you know, Gremlins, the Joe Dante movie. And seeing Chris Wallace's, you know, special effects in that movie were just absolutely like life changing. Like when I saw him, I was like, I, was like, I need to do this. Like seeing how they moved and how they looked was just absolutely just mind blowing. And I kept like convincing my dad, I was like, dad, make this, make this, do this, do this, like make this. I was like, who do you think I am? I don't know how to do this. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and it took me a really long time to just like, I was just absorbing all of it. And, you know, it, and one of those things was Ed Edmonds from Distortions. He um, is, you know, his monster YouTube videos, you know, him like at the Trans World demos were just, they were so sick, like watching the animatronics move and the look of them were just perfect. And it was But just, that's where it like really started from though was Gremlins because of those animatronics. Yeah. Right? Seeing these little like living robots. And I, I remember specifically like you were little, little and you're like, I want to make these robots. I'm like, I have no idea how to do that, dude. So keep on dreaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Just... And what about you, Zach? Or oh, I'm sorry, I don't know if you were done, Cash. No, no, it's all good. Yeah. Um, the same. So like my mom was the coolest mom ever in the late 70s, early 80s and let me watch whatever I wanted. So like I grew up on awesome. 80s horror movies and I'll never forget the first one and it's not really a horror movie but the first time that like a special effect just took me by surprise and made me like fall in love with gore and monsters was the very first Terminator movie and there's a scene where he's like he pops his eyeball out and he's got this infrared robotic eyeball and I was like that's amazing and then he's like slices his forearm open and peels back the skin and like there's like all these gears and robotic you know servos and stuff and so right then I was like I think monsters and gore and all this stuff is the coolest thing ever and so all the stuff that I grew up on I made damn sure that Cash watched the same thing and I didn't force him to like it he chose to like it mm -hmm. and so like as you just heard like he knows everybody's name that's involved in any awesome monster movie he knows the years he knows the companies everything so like he's an absolute nerd for it and it reignited my love 
for monsters. So that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you guys do create these amazing latex masks and all these other amazing creations. How did you guys learn how to do the process? Um, mostly from Ed Edmonds. He does uh, monster laps on YouTube. And, you know, I was just like watching these videos like over and over and over. And I just saw like, like how he did it. And I, and I was like, oh, like, so he does this for his sculpts, you know, because before I didn't really know how people made those until Ed Edmonds showed me in a sense. And well, let's back up just a hair. Like Ed Edmonds is like the godfather of latex mask making. Yeah. And he's an older gentleman, like he's in his 70s and he's still to this day sells thousands and thousands of masks. Yeah. And so he was like completely immersed in this YouTube world of Ed Edmonds that I knew nothing about. And he's just like that, he's retaining it, he's absorbing it. And then um, one day I picked him up from school and he begged me to go buy him a tiny little bottle of liquid latex. Okay. And I was like, okay, what, what the hell for? And he's like, I need the liquid latex and I need a little styrofoam head from Sally's. I was like, oh, okay. So I went and I got all this stuff and I gave it to him and he sat down and took a bunch of toilet paper and latex and stuck it all over this foam head from Sally's and he made a face mask, a monster. And so he painted it and peeled it off of the, the foam head and put it on. And I was like, oh my God, you made this? You made a mask and you out of nothing? And like that was that's where it started, and that was your yeah. first mask. Ever. Yeah, like my first like ever monster mask, like ever. It was just like it was just really fun to make, you know. Just like I remember like taking the latex and like pouring it on the head to make it have like this really cool texture. Yeah, and you know I didn't really know anything at the time. I just just made it for fun, not knowing what was gonna happen next, and. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, it's just boom, that's yeah. where it all started. Dude, that's amazing. That sounds, I don't know, like my mind's a little blown with that. Just like toilet paper and latex, it's like, thank God for YouTube. Like, yeah, you yeah. seriously, yeah. We weren't so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I wanted to know, so that was your first mask, Cash. What about yours, Zach? What was my first one? It was your... Was it the... Werewolf. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a really crude werewolf that, uh, I've made a ton of mistakes on and also learned a lot, but it was, yeah, a wolf. I, I love werewolves and I really wanted to like do my best at trying to create one and it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it usually is. Like I know for my first episode with a shack, it's so like cringeworthy where it's like, oh God, like I, yeah. I yeah. look back for mine personally. Um, so that was like your guys' experience individually. What was it like creating a mask together or have you guys collaborated on a mask before? We've kind of like always just collaborate on pieces yeah. together like it's just well i don't know we just work so easily together and he just has such a different perspective than what i have and so whenever we're working on something like we're always asking each other like dude what what am i missing man or what am i not seeing right and nine times out of ten we have the answer for each other so it's kind of every mask is together yeah I do want to say to the listeners, I will be tagging your guys' page in the in the bio of this episode, so please check them out because you guys do post a lot of behind the scenes. Like you guys show these great photos of what it's like to work on, you know, these character designs and like the silicone model molds. I mean, I'm I don't really yeah, I don't no, know no. The process, but yeah. seeing it is just 
amazing. And it's like, damn, you know, you guys have such an incredible work ethic. So, so whoever's listening, please check them out. It is well worth your time.
scalp. you guys have also created candles that look like you know Frankenstein or the werewolf and these other really great creatures uh, is there any other project that you guys want to tackle in the future um, we are currently tackling uh, you know uh, like Ben Cooper kind of like plastic monster masks like before latex masks were made they were like these kind of like you know vacuum form plastic monster masks and you remember like it was it was like a it came in a box and it was a plastic halloween mask with like a little shirt that you would put on yeah kind of, kind of like thing 80s, right in like, the 80s yeah 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 like, late 70s early 80s it was just a plastic mask with a string on it and like yeah. a little cape or something that went with it yeah so we're trying to bring that back we we actually just finished um, six different characters, and we're gonna launch a line of vintage plastic masks yeah, called Creepoform. Creepo yeah, Creepoform. Yeah. Oh, that is too cool. Okay, so for the listeners, you heard it here first. I will be also adding the link to Monster Resurrection. That's where they can find it, correct? Or yep. yes. Yep. Is that the only uh, place that they can find it? Is there any other websites? I know you guys also That's have- That's our website, monsterresurrection.com. Yeah. So Instagram, I think you guys also have a TikTok. We yeah. do, yeah. So the TikTok and Instagram business pages are Monster Resurrection Studios. Yeah. Got it. All right. Yeah. So again, those will be in the bio of this episode. So check it out because the character designs are absolutely insane. I do have to say, I was like digging through the website. Uh, one of my favorite masks is one that is called the Forgotten Prisoner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> skin texture, like the beard. It's just all the details are absolutely insane. Um, and then another one that was an absolute free, uh, favorite of mine was the Mad Madam. Uh, oh, awesome, that, yeah. Uh, she terrified me as a kid in uh, Sword of the Stone. It's only the coolest cartoon ever. Yeah. It is, and it's like... Oh, it's just, it's so great. And your mask does her justice. I, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. So people really do need to go check you guys out because you guys are coming out with some really great, insane creations. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> So, so far, what's your guys' favorite creation? Ooh, that's like, that's like really tough. Um, I think my favorite creation is the Schlock Monster. This, uh, it's based off the Top Stone 1956 Shock Monster back in the day. And I really wanted to do like my own version on it. So I sculpted it in November. And when I did it, I really wanted to kind of make it like crude and like harken back to the shock monsters. And it's possibly, it's really like my favorite because like the vibe and the paint on it, it's just like, it really does the sculpt justice and the sculpt complements the paint job as well. Well, what's great is like in the mask making community, the shock monster, like you said, it's from 1956. Like it's like the holy grail of masks. And a lot of people have recreated it and put their own twist on it. And so for him to do it, it was like kind of a big deal. But more importantly is that the mask making community, like the people that he looks up to, Mm -hmm. took notice and were like, dude, this is a killer sculpt. You did a great job. And so he's literally sold copies of that mask in England and in Canada. 
And so like, Congrats. for a 13 year old kid to be doing something so like profound, it's like, it's really, it's special. And that's why like, I support it so much. And yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I support him. <laughs> yeah. No, that's absolutely amazing. And uh, don't get me, correct me if I'm wrong. I do believe that you had a magazine feature, correct? Yes. We did, and we're actually doing another one um, for the same magazine. It's called Sinister Magazine. And um, they did a little write-up on him just as like a 10-year-old kid just getting started. And so now it's like, well, you're 13. What have you been up to? And how are things looking? Yeah. And so we're just super excited because he really has come a long way. Dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait to see what else you guys create. I mean, I'm already like pumped up for you guys. Have you seen um, Mad Monster Party? I haven't. Oh my God, it is so funny that you say that because the trailer popped up on my YouTube, like thank God for YouTube algorithm. Uh, all hail all hail our YouTube overlords, right? Yeah. <laughs> the trailer just popped up and I was like, what is this? And it's like, it's gone on the top of my list of things to watch, but. Yes, we're, uh, we're releasing a line of bad monster party characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, the, you want me to say the one? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the Hunchback, uh, Mr. Hyde and the Bellhop. The, the Bellhop zombie. The Bellhop zombie, yeah. And um, we just really wanted to make those characters because they have such an interesting character design and like the paint job on them just like really pops, you know? They're just like really kooky, like just such a such a style and type, you know? Just like. Yeah, and that's the thing is that we, within, you know, the last two years or so, we've really like nailed down what our style is. And it's very throwback. It's very 1960s, 1950s, 70s. Um, but we call it Monster Exotica. And so like some of the music that we're sending you is from a playlist that we curated called Monster Exotica. And it's just like this whole vibe of like schlocky, old school monsters, dark tiki rooms, zombie drinks, you know, just that whole scene, that vibe. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, it's like really kooky or you get like, you know, phantom type of music, you get chains and yeah, you know, just all type of monster stuff. Oh no, I'm excited for it. Uh, it's so, I'm so glad that you mentioned that these are your inspirations from like the 50s and 60s and just an entire throwback. What is it about that era that is just so appealing to you guys? Other than just, you know, they're monsters and they're just kind of strange, but like, is there anything in particular that catches your eye about those character designs? Well, it's just kind of like, like the vibe of them. Like when, when I see those monsters back in the day, just the vibe that they give off is like really cool. And they're not realistic, you know, they're cartoony or, you know, they're like really crude. And, and it's like what really appeals to me. I think the beauty in it all is the fact that there was no CGI and practical effects were very crude because they were creating it as they went along. You know, I mean, they made the rules. And so these monsters, because the special effects were so unique and new, like they just have like this innocence and this rawness about them. That's like just so appealing as opposed to, you know, the stuff that's kind of coming out today and there's horns coming out of eyeballs and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, it was just very simple and, you know, Bon Chaney and Boris Karloff and all these great people, yeah. all the Jack Pierces of the world, like just making such unique stuff out of very little. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I mean, what kind of pops in my head is the thing, like the original, I forgot, like 19... Yeah, 51. 
thank you. Yeah, <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you guys don't need me. Like, I'm gonna step away. You guys can like go ahead. <laughs> but it's like uh, the creation of the thing, and it's, it was just so much more hands-on, and it's like you had to be really creative at that point versus the remake, where it was very heavily relied on like CGI. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad that you brought that up. And seeing that you guys are so incredibly knowledgeable in film and all these other really great underground like artists and all that, if you guys had to create a class, what film, book, and album would be on it? So the film? Um, the film would be uh, Dawn of the Dead and Angry Red Planet. Because both of those films, like the special effects in those are just like absolutely like superb. Like, Tom Savini's effects in Dawn of the Dead are just perfect. Like the use of, you know, like bladders and blood effects and latex in total was just mind blowing. Like just the, the helicopter scene where it chops the zombie's head off. Like that was one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen in a zombie movie. And uh, an Angry Red Planet, uh, when I first saw it, the scene with the rat bat spider just like kind of flying in and like bouncing around. I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in a B-movie. Like just the look and the style and it just everything about it screamed like perfection. It's perfect. Chef's kiss. <laughs> um, and as far as the book goes, we both are giant fans of Rick Baker. And so Rick Baker put out a book called Metamorphosis, and it's this giant hardback two-volume set. I mean, the book itself is like almost $300, and that one is just superb, like from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, and then, what was it, an album? Yep. Yeah, so an album. Again, we have like this whole Monster Exotica vibe that we go off of, but there's this one particular record that really embodies that. And from beginning to end, I mean, it's just like awesome song after awesome song, but it's called 60s Jungle Garage Teen Beat. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to check that one out. That, that already sounds awesome. Yeah, 60s Jungle Garage Teen Beat. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you guys have fantastic taste. So people like, please check out these recommendations. I know I am, especially the album.
I mean, I don't have any other questions for you other than what advice do you have for future mask makers? Um, the, the advice I would give them is just keep on creating, keep on making, and just always keep going on your passion because you're basically growing yourself and, and you should never give up on that because literally that will make your future like the best future ever. And people will always recognize you for your work and your work will always be seen by others and you'll just kill it and you'll be known in the community. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't quit. Monster gets for Monster Kids for Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to reiterate to the listeners, I will be tagging the website, Instagram page, TikTok, and pretty much everything in between that we've, that we've mentioned in this episode will be tagged in the bio to this episode. So check them out. It, you will not regret it. Um, other than that, like, thank you guys so much for giving me a bit of your time. I know you guys are incredibly busy. You mentioned something about working on masks today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every day. So yeah, we're currently, he just finished sculpting a corpse, like yeah. this really awesome corpse. And so we had mentioned Ed Edmonds, like the godfather of mask making. So this corpse is named Ed Edmonds. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ed Edmonds, like he sculpts just awesome corpses. Like literally the corpses that he makes are just awesome. Like. <laughs> It's just perfect. And, you know, like when I was going to Corpse, I really wanted Ed Edmonds' influence in mind because he's totally inspired me to make this. Yeah. So and he's working on that. And then I'm working on this vampirist. They got hit in the face with some holy water. So we've got some stuff to do. Yeah. That is too cool. So again, for the listeners, check them out because not only do you learn about all these greats in the mask making world, you also get to see the making of these greats. Um, here with Zach and Cash and you get to see all the behind the scene contents so check them out and until next week guys thanks for tuning in thank you so much goodbye